0: book of Mark. And so I said to, I, I, I had met Betty last night. We, we came to the church and we prayed. And uh, I had said to her, um, I was like, you know, I said, I don't know this for a fact. I said, from what it seems, people don't seem to have a problem with me being in, in the book of Mark so long. And um, and uh, she's like, "Yeah, I don't think so." She's like, "I've really enjoyed it." So if you have a difference of opinion that you don't, you're you're tired of like hearing about the Book of Mark, I'm sorry, it's almost over, and I've got my January series ready. Um, but uh, yeah, this uh, last night in prayer, uh, it hit me what I was going to preach in uh, in January, kind of a little bit of vision casting, and I'll just like tell you right now what it's titled. I'm not going to tell you what it's about but it's just titled, The Church. Oh, it's going to be good. So if you're here, if you're online, January, you're definitely going to want to check in on the live stream or be here in person, because by January, coronavirus will be all gone. We won't have to worry about it anymore, right? (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully, I work in uh, Lake Park at the at the high school, and uh, that's definitely one of the things uh, (laughs) that I think about. It's so hard, like, I wanna have kids in in person when I'm working with them, and it's so hard doing Zoom meetings and Google meetings and all those different things. I'd much rather be in person, face-to-face type of stuff. Um, And so, for all the kids that uh, have now made it upstairs, good job, for all those waiting for the live stream to happen, it's gonna be in the eFAM, it will be there shortly. but uh, my wife will post a link when she's live. So uh, I am going to get started. We kind of do a little bit of a recap here of last week. It'll be different again. Last week, I didn't necessarily do a recap of my message that I did from the week before. Um, but last week, I, I, I preached a message titled, Get Ready. And uh, what it was is the very beginning of Mark Thirteen, Jesus starts talking about some things that kind of get a little scary, maybe. And uh, I thought there's a video that I want to show, and I'm trying to figure out when I'm going to show it. But it, it's the, the the movie is called uh, Jesus, and I had just recently watched it, and it's by Sight and Sound, and it's and it kind of goes through the stuff that we just recently talked about all through Mark, and. Uh, It also has a portion in there about Acts, and I'm like, oh, I've got to show this at church. And so last Sunday just happened to be the perfect opportunity for me to tie the portion of Acts in. um, that, uh, And I was crazy excited. I went back there and stood on a seat and got into the camera and asked the people online if they were ready. It was a much slimmer crowd last week. And uh, um, (laughs) there was a person sitting in the seat. And uh, I was like, I'm sorry, I just have to do this. And I went and stood on that back chair. But I promise you, today will be no chair standing, okay? (laughs) But uh, I I just get excited when I talk about about the Word of God. And so last week, we kind of uh, we went through Mark chapter 13 at the very beginning and now we're going to be looking at the next half. So let's recap. So last week we, we saw in Mark 13 where it's where Jesus sees um, the disciples are like, look at this beautiful building. And they're talking about the the temple and uh, in this, in this beautiful building, Jesus goes and says, there will come a day when not one stone will be left standing on another. And uh, this was, I believe a uh, twofold meaning. He, he was talking about the literal tearing down around 70 AD when uh, the Romans, I believe, came in and, and tore all that down and, and all that different stuff happened and the temple was torn down and destroyed and things like that. But I also believe that it was that religious mindset that was going to be changed, that, that was going to be transformed because when Jesus died on the cross, I think we get into this in a little while, in the the next couple of weeks. But when Jesus died on the cross, when he died, when when the Bible says he gave up the ghost, the veil in the temple was split. And so when that veil was torn, it, it was signifying how the presence of God, the holiest of holies, was no longer just for the high priest. So if there's nothing else that gets you excited, know this today, that you can enter into the holiest of holies. You don't have to have a high priest that enters in and does it for you. You don't have to do a blood sacrifice. Jesus was that blood sacrifice. And because of his death, you can enter into the holiest of holies. Thank you, Cindy, for giving me an amen. I need an amen every once in a while. I do. It keeps, it keeps me going. It keeps me excited. So if you're like, he's getting boring, just say amen. And I'll be like, all right. <laughs> Another five minutes added to the message. <laughs> i'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, but seriously <laughs> so the, the shaking the the temple and the religious mindset had a shaking in that day they couldn't stand jesus we see this all throughout mark they're astonished the people are astonished at his teaching it says and 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 what manner of man is this that that, that even the winds and the seas obey him and, and and all these different things that we have seen like jesus was just he was awesome and, and, and they were astonished. He, he taught with authority. He didn't teach like the Pharisees and the scribes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this ties into my message later. But <laughs> it, 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 if you can't get excited about ta- talking about the Bible, you need to do something different. Go be a professor at a college. My professors, most of them, not all of them, were kind of boring. You should be—you should be excited about. It. We get to tell the best message that is out there. This is the best thing that could ever happen for the world. So be excited about it. Don't be all like, "I believe in Jesus. I—I've I, got the Bible. I, I study it." There's a, one of these weeks I flipped to that—that that one scripture that was like, I can't even remember, but like, it was just like, "Whoa! I can't believe I read that in church." <laughs> And then I was like, okay, so that's why you don't just like flip to a random scripture and, and read it to everyone. Because I didn't mean to do that. I, I can't remember. Oh, hear this, you foolish people or something like that. I was like, I'm not calling you foolish. That was the Bible. If you take it, like <laughs> if you get offended at the Bible, I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, that's, that's on you. <laughs> it's the Bible. So, um, so there's and then he goes in to talk about signs uh, of the end of the age. Nations will rise up against nations, Jesus says. And, and there will be wars and rumors of wars and famines. And, and it says there will be troubles. I, I, I remember as a, as a child, even today, I would remember I'd be sitting there in church and the preacher would get up and start reading some of these scriptures. And I hated them because they got me scared like i would i would hear them and i would just be like "Oh, i don't want that um for a little while we studied um some of the end time stuff and had a good time we had different discussions it was difficult cuz that was like in like the heat of like when we didn't know anything about the coronavirus you know at the very beginning and so we were doing some like home bible study stuff and we were watching some videos and trying to trying to make it happen um and uh so we were doing some different studies on it and um there's some some in this church that are really, that really enjoy um, that stuff. And I do, I enjoy learning about it because honestly, this is what I know about it. And so I'm going to, this message is going to turn into not a rant, I promise you that, and I'm not getting on anyone, I promise. Um, but it, I'm going to give you my um, unbiased opinion of what I think Jesus was trying to do in this chapter and what he was trying to, as Christians, charge the church with. And so he, he talked about persecutions, how they would be predicted, and, and, and all these different things. One other thing that he's, he said, one other thing that, that Jesus says, that it, after he says there'd be wars and rumors of wars and famines and troubles, he says this, like, key phrase. This is the beginning of birth pains. And so last week we talked about birth pains. And this week I talked about, I talked with Jim, And, uh, you know, we were talking about how men, how we experience birth pains and and things like that. And, like, you know, I I used to work in labor and delivery. And there was this time when I I was sitting there in a room full of women, and they were all talking about, you know, childbirth and, you know, as we do on a labor and delivery unit. And uh, I I said something along the lines. I'm probably not going to say it exactly how I said it then, but I, I said something like, they said, I wish a man could experience it. I was like, really? Like, we don't need to experience labor. You need to experience a man cold, (laughs) is what I said. And they were like, a man cold, those aren't that bad. I was like, have you ever seen a man with a cold? I was like, you really wanna see me experience labor? I don't think you do. And so we joked about it for a little while. And someone's like, I can't believe you said that. I'm like, yeah, well, it's it's true. Like, you don't, you don't want me to experience labor. I'm a, I'm a baby. <laughs> like the finger prick thing, you know, for like diabetes and stuff. I, when I was a medic, we were supposed to check our blood sugar one time, like just to learn how to do it. And I had to have someone else poke me because I couldn't fire. I could not push the button. If I get diabetes, guys, I'm just going to die because I can't put a needle in, like, I can't put a needle on me. So like, that's why like the injection stuff like when I talked about like my former life and stuff like with drugs and stuff there wasn't a whole lot of injections cuz even then it wasn't worth it to me <laughs> and I wasn't good enough i had someone else that, that had to poke me <laughs> Okay going back on I'm in a weird mood today apparently <laughs> uh, so uh, signs of the end of the age, um, it, it doesn't say in the Bible that it's going to be ser- God, serving God is going to be easy. Nowhere does it say that. Um, the disciples faced persecutions. Jesus predicted persecutions would come. Jesus himself was crucified on a cross. He was beaten, 40 lashes with the, with the, the cat of nine tails, and he was, he was born. If you ever seen The Passion of the Christ? It's just a bloody mess. And I think about that. that is, uh, he took that for me. It says, by his stripes, we are healed. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for taking those stripes that I can be healed today. So so, so, so coronavirus, people get sick, yes, but by his stripes, we are healed. Is, it, is everyone going to be healed of coronavirus? Nope. Are people going to die? Yep. And sometimes it's going to be the good people. But you know what? Sometimes I truly believe this. We get in a state of comfort. We're just like riding in the backseat. And everyone who's done all the work before is just like up there driving and they're keeping their eyes peeled, and they're doing what they need to do, and you're just sitting back there, kick back, like, hey, this is a good time. You go, you go, and then all of a sudden, that person passes away, and you're like, oh, no, Jesus, take the wheel. He's like, you're the one in the car. Grab it. And uh, maybe, maybe sometimes God has got to remove some people so that it will get you out of the back seat and get you up paying attention where you need to be. So think about that. Like think think about the twist. So sometimes there is. You have to have a different mindset. It, it can't always be negative. You can't always think about the negative picture. You've got to look and see what Jesus wants to do in your life and keep it positive. Look at what God is going to do and how He's going to change. All right. So persecution's pr- uh, predicted. He says we have to endure to the end. Um, he's going to be glorified, and so that means we have to be ready for the battle. Because and last week we talked about being released. I was coming at you, um, Russell. <laughs> I was coming at you. I, Jim was holding me back, and I was just like, "I'm coming for it." And he was doing a good job keeping me back. I think if he had to let go, I would have got I would have got at you. Um, <laughs> but uh, last week we were talking about that, and I, I just feel like we're at a point like the enemy thinks that he is making ground, and 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 God's just like, just hold on. Don't just wait. Just like, I've got the plan. We've been talking about, we talk about like walking in victory. We can only walk in victory when we chase the one that is victorious. So let him clear the path. Let him part the sea. Let him make the way. And let's follow Jesus. So we we, we talked about getting ready. And so I had to jump into the book of Acts. So how do we get ready? It says in Acts 1.8, Jesus says, we shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I want to have power. But with power comes purpose. When I have power, I've gotta have purpose. If I have all the power in the world and I don't use it, do I really have power? Think about if, like, like Superman. If Superman, who's like super powerful, you know, stop and he's speeding, bullet leap higher than the highest building, fly, it's a bird, it's a plane, no, it's Superman didn't use his powers, would he be that super? No, obviously, I'm using a fictional character. I know he's not biblical, I promise. (laughs) He's just cool sometimes. I'm more of a Marvel fan than a DC fan, but (laughs) Um, anyway, so we have power. So what is the purpose of a Christian? This here, it goes on to say, to be witnesses, to tell others about the gospel, to have a boldness, to walk in victory. And so how do we get ready? Acts two thirty-eight and 39, we see, we see the Holy Ghost poured out and it says, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus. And you shall receive, sorry, the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promise. It was a promise unto you and to your children and to all those that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. It's for Everyone. Every single person. The experience that happened in the book of Acts is for the church today. We are the book of Acts church. This is this is what we believe. This is that, which was spoken of by the prophet Joel, that in the last days he would pour out his spirit up on all flesh. We see what the, the pouring out of the spirit looks like in the book of Acts. It's still happening. It's still being poured out today. And the last days are coming. So who is it for? It's for the underdog. It's, it's for the one that was the drug addicted. It's, it's the one that, 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 that was a, had addictions, that, 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 that had all the problems in their life, the, that, that they couldn't get off the alcohol, that they, they couldn't stop the, the things in their life. They, they said, I, "I'm, I, I'm not good enough. You, I was not cool in school. I, I venture to, well, okay, so this is not true. I venture to say that I am not cool today, but there are times when I think I'm pretty cool. <laughs> oh Lord, why did I say that? <laughs> uh, like it was in my head and I was like, no, don't say that. And then like the gate like didn't close and it still just came out. <laughs> there are days when I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty cool sometimes. <laughs> and uh, so so I have my, my struggles. Um, but, but anyways, <laughs> moving forward, um, who's this for? The underdog. So if you need to be baptized, you need to do it s- and soon. Like, you need to make it happen. Give me two seconds. Is there something wrong? They're probably, they... sorry, everybody well they just need to fast forward to the front okay. yeah just check it like check it on your phone okay. yeah so, yeah <laughs> I just, wanted to, just wanted to make sure. Sorry, guys. Last week we had so many problems, and I just wanted to make sure this week I did not have problems. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Okay, moving on. So um, we, we see the disciples preach the gospel, and they change their world. This is what we have to do. This is, this is what we have to do as Christians. We have to change our world. We have to see something happen. It's for each and every one of us. If you need to be baptized, you need to do it, and soon. So how do we get ready? Repent. God, I'm sorry for my sins. Be baptized in Jesus' name and be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's how we get ready. That's, that's what the Bible says. Get ready. The, the, you shall have power after that. The Holy Ghost has come upon you. So being ready requires action. So let's talk a little bit about action. We see action taken by the disciples to change the world. You cannot change the world. Right here, watching the game on Sunday. I'm sorry, but men, you will never change your family sitting back doing nothing. So like all the men like staring at me in the back of the head right now, like I feel like they got eyes like darting at me. That's okay. <laughs> it's all good, but seriously, you will never change your family. You'll never change your friends. You'll never do anything if this is where you take your seat. Women, the same thing is for you. Like you will never make an impact in your world if you choose the couch and comfort over salvation and power like i'm telling you the truth like don't don't be a bench warmer the the church has plenty of bench warmers we need some players we need some people that'll get out on the field i should stop using field and start talking about the ice right we got to get off of the bench and get on the ice right like that's, that's a better analogy, isn't it? <laughs> we, we, have got to, we have got to get off of the bench and get in and begin to serve and begin to do something for Jesus, do something to change our world. So, so what happened when they did that? They went to jail. Remember Paul and Silas? Poor guys in jail. But they sang. They didn't allow the, uh, confines that, the physical confines to back them down, to, to, to keep them down. They said, no, I'm going to worship Jesus. I'm going to continue to wear And when they did, those chains began to fall off. The doors began to swing open. Not just their doors, but other people's doors. So when we worship, why do we lift our hands? Why do we clap? Why do we shout? Why do I get crazy in church? Because I hope that my excitement impacts you to the point that maybe one of those bonds falls off. Maybe that that addiction that you've been trying to defeat begins to fall off. Maybe maybe that that uh, that jail cell that you've been stuck in uh, of depression begins to swing open, and you're like, "Okay, I'm coming out. I'm coming out of the. I'm coming out of the grave. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see what what God has for me. Okay, I'm gonna have faith." So that's why I get excited. So that's the reason why I get so excited when I preach, and that's why I get excited when I when I sing and I worship because I'm thankful for the message that I get to share. So, I want to share this with you. I, I got so excited last week. Oh. Now, I, I, context, okay? So, in the book that the, that the guys have been reading, uh, we're only in the first chapter, and uh, the, the last page talked about how in the book of Acts, um, he, the, they, they, these, these people tried to cast out demons, and the demon said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. but I don't know who you are, and I was like, whoa, and in this book, it kind of talked about how I want hell to know my name, <laughs> and I can't, I, like, I got a kick out of it, and I was like, absolutely. I want hell to know my name. I want them to know who Zachary Pretty is when I get down and I begin to pray. I want hell to know my name. I want hell to know the name New Hope Church. I want hell to know that this is a praying church. This is a church that's fasting. This is a church that is going to see God move. You know, I've heard stories about how people have said that this that the Detroit Lakes is going to be a beacon of revival. I heard someone told me that that it was like a prophecy that someone had said, and and I'm pretty leery of prophecy, but you know what? That one, I'm going to believe. And you know what? I'm going to hold on to that. I'm going to believe that right here that we're going to pray, that we're going to see a mighty move of God. And I'm not talking about a, we were talking about this the other day. I'm not talking about a huge church. What I'm talking about is a church that is different. A church that is, that is birthed from the house-to-house movement, a, a church that is, that, 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 is doing, that is doing church differently. It, it cannot be, church cannot be as it, as it has always been. Church can't be Sunday morning, sing a couple songs, hear a preacher preach and say a couple words, and you go home and go back to your lifestyle. It has got to be a change. There's got to be something different. And I believe that we have got to, right now, what we are in right now, is a shaking of the church, that God is getting ready to do something great. And we're trying to have church and keep church in our church mindset. And God's like, get out of your mindset and get into my mindset. Let this mind be also in me that was also in Christ Jesus. Like we need to say, okay, God, renew my mind. I need a different mind. I need, a, I need to see what you have for for this church, for the for this city, for for, for my life. Like change my mindset that, that, that I would see what you have for me. I got excited about that. Look, I haven't even, guys, I haven't even, we have, I haven't even started my message today. And I feel like I should just close and be like, that was good. But I, I'm going to, I'm going to finish Mark 13. <laughs> Cindy and Betty, one one Sunday, Cindy and Betty are like, would you stop apologizing for saying, I'm sorry for going so long today. And I was like, Well, and I, I, you know, like five minutes after three, I'm like feeling like I need to wrap it up. And they're like, no, no, no. Like we come here. We want to, we want to hear the word, like, like preach it. And I was like, okay, (laughs) I guess like there was this, like, I remember like a church that I came from before one time. They were like, oh, we love it when you preach because it's like 20 minutes. (laughs) My first message that I preached, very first service, 18 minutes long. And the first service I met, I met someone, uh. Tanya was her name. She's here a couple Sundays ago. She she came up to me and she's like, You should just preach longer. <laughs> what? Like I thought people were happy like getting out just like what's wrong with you people? <laughs> okay, if you want me to keep talking, I'll keep talking, <laughs> so let's start this message, no, no, that was the start of my message, I'm halfway through, <laughs> we're in Mark 13, starting at verse 14, these are the scriptures that are on your, um, that are on your pamphlet, let me get a drink, my, my, my lips are starting to stick to my teeth, my grandma, my, my grandma told me, she's like, you need to stop drinking that water, And you need to put a mint in your mouth. And when that mint's gone, you need to be done. Grandma, I don't preach that long already. Like that mint, I'll chew it up in five minutes. (laughs) She's watching online today. And so she's probably going to say something. Like, why'd you say that, Zach? That's not what I meant. That's not even how she talks. But (laughs) I guess that's how I hear her voice in my head when she's not talking to me. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I guess I am in a mood. So in verse 14, it says, When you see the abomination of desolation standing where it should not be, let the reader understand. Then those in Judea must flee to the mountains. A man on the housetop must not come down or go in to get anything out of his house. And a man in the field must not go back to get his coat. Woe to pregnant women and nursing mothers in those days. Pray it won't happen in winter. For those will be days of tribulation, the kind that hasn't been from the beginning of creation until now and never will be again. Verse 20 says, if the Lord had not cut those days short, no one would be saved. But he cut those days short for the sake of the elect whom he choose. So I am not, I'm not an expert when it comes to end time stuff. I, I'm really not. Like I, I'm a pretty take the Bible at face value what it says. Like, um, sometimes it means symbolism, sometimes it means literal, sometimes it means literal, and sometimes it means symbolism, and sometimes it means both. You know. So like, I I, I get I get really on edge when people are like, well, by my estimations, God's gonna come back this year. Mm okay, cool. Okay. My, my, I believe God's going to come back when, when he wants to. That's kind of, we'll get into that a little bit more. So that's where I'm at. So when it comes to the end time stuff, you know what my, my, I believe that the most important thing is that we as the church need to know the salvation message. What did Jesus say in Matthew twenty eight nineteen? He said, go figure out when I'm coming back, right? That's, that's what he said. I thought, like, go figure out the day that I'm coming back to catch my bride away, right? That's, that's kind of what it says, right? Close, right? Right? It's not even close, right? Oh. No, It does. it's, it's not even close. <laughs> it's not. It says go. <laughs> go into all the earth and to preach the gospel. What is the gospel? We get the gospel in in Acts, what, what happens, like what Peter does, stands up before the, the people that were accusing them of being drunk and says, here's the, you know, he says, this is what you need to do when they said, men and brethren, their hearts were pricked, what, 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 what must we do to be saved? Peter gets up and begins to preach and, and says, repent, be baptized in Jesus' name, be filled with the Holy Ghost, promises unto you, to your children, to all that are far off. That was the gospel, like the gospel of Jesus Christ, like, hey, this is how we get ready and, and so, that is, this is my take on the end time stuff. So I'm very much God's coming back. He is. But you know what? The most thing is, I don't need to worry about when. I just need to make sure I'm ready. I Need to make sure that I'm taking someone with me. I'm gonna take someone in my house. I'm gonna take a coworker. I'm gonna take a friend, a family. I hope. I hope I'm gonna take a whole church with me. Like, come on. <laughs> I don't want anybody left behind. I'm going to preach what I see in the Bible. And that's just how it is. Okay. So I, I need this. This next one is really important. So pay attention here. Verse 21. It says, then if anyone tells you, see, here it is. Here is the Messiah. See there. Do not believe it. For false messiahs. And like you should underline this one. False prophets. Will arise and will perform signs and wonders to lead astray, if possible, the elect. So, who's the elect? We are the elect. Like we are the ones. We're the elect. This is this is what he's talking about. The elect. Um, and, and he says, "And you must watch. I have told you everything in advance." Oh, okay. I just need to watch. I don't need to figure it out. I just need to watch. He's told me everything in advance, right? So, this here, he 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 says false prophets, false messiahs. Like, I'm going to get into this a little bit later here in in just a minute or two, five, um, that we got to be cautious of what we put in to our minds, what we watch, what we listen to, what what we we say, all these things. So this this is key. Everything that Jesus was saying, watch. You must watch. It does not say join in. It does not say get caught up with everything that's going on. It, it, it doesn't say try and figure everything out. It, it doesn't say, hey, put your best reasoning cap on and figure out what's going on. That's, that's not what it says, it says watch. So what does that mean? So, so there's a word here, a Greek word, and it's, and I went and figured out how to pronounce it, so this is the correct way to pronounce it, blep B-L-E-P-E-T-E, blep it. And from the Strong's Greek concordance, it says it is, uh, it means to look, to perceive, to discern. A primary verb to look at. So I should discern. Like that's what that word watch is meaning, is to discern. So when people get up and say, hey, I'm the Messiah, you better fact check them. Not the Facebook fact checkers. I'm talking about the fact checking right here. Fact check them. When a prophet gets up and gives you a word you better fact check them. If it feels a little off in your spirit, you better fact check them. If it if it seems a little hokey pokey, it might be. Fact check them. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, it is not from God. If, if, if it's not in the word of God, if someone comes up to you and is trying to like pull uh, these, some of the stuff that like drives me nuts, they're like, they, they, they pull something just like out of thin air. You know, they're like, do you have a family member that starts with like the letter um, I? Do you have a family member that starts with the letter I? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, so I wasn't wrong, okay. Do you have a family member that starts with the letter I? Oh, man, I'm, I'm way off. Okay, but I've seen this stuff before. Okay, it must have been an M. It was an M. You have a family member that starts with an M, don't you? See? <laughs> okay. See? I did. Okay. I don't. I don't know what it is, but it must be him. And 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 they need someone. I don't know. Okay. So like people do this. Okay. I I I don't know anything from God. I was just guessing letters. Okay. Just to be clear, I'm not a prophet. <laughs> um. And and if they're doing that kind of stuff, oh, okay. It was just I was in the same vicinity. You know. I was. When that stuff you see that stuff, you better fact check it. Because I don't see any of the prophets in the Bible doing junk like that. Fact check. You don't see. You don't see Elijah. Getting up there on the up up there on the mountain, creating the thing, to the prophets of Baal, I think God's gonna answer by fire. <laughs> I think I'm gonna get this right. No, he walks up there in boldness, builds the altar, tear it, gets it the way it's supposed to be, and just prays a simple prayer. and Bam, fire falls. We don't see the prophets in the Bible going around trying to guess someone's name and trying to figure things out all hokey pokey. It's it's not the the spirit world is not. Hocus pocus! It's it's not magic, it's divine intervention. So when someone's pulling these like psychic tactics, you better run, get away from that junk. It's not real. It's not of God. So that's just freebie for you. Okay, we gotta watch, watch that. Okay, so here we go. Here's things to watch for in verse twenty four. But in those days after the tribulation, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not shed its light the stars will be falling from the sky and the powers in the heavens will be shaken then they will say they will see the son of man coming in clouds with great power and glory he will send out angels and gather his elect from the four winds from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven so here is what we're getting ready for is the catching away that's what that's why I want to be ready I want to be caught away I want to be in the elect we are going to face some tribulation, but there will come a day when he's going to catch us away. The beginning of birth pain, Cindy. The beginning of birth pains. Maybe coronavirus is just the beginning of birth pains. We were talking the other day, Cindy Russell and my wife, we were just talking about, you know, church differently, kind of. And she's like, yeah, we got to be like house to house kind of church. And I was like, yeah, I 100% agree. We have to have more house to house stuff, more fellowship, more studying God's word in house to house, in group. And that is how the revival will happen, I believe. There's people online right now. Actually, I totally forgot this. You online people, snap a picture and post it in the eFam group so that, so that we can see some pictures of you guys watching service from home. Like, that would be super awesome for our website. If you post it in there, it's gonna get used, maybe, unless it's really bad, like. um, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but post it in there. We would we would love to be able to share those uh, pictures. Like I think it would be so awesome to see the online family that's there. There's people in in Texas. There's people um, oh, we, some people from Africa. There's some people from Argentina. Our tiny little church here has an impact not just in Detroit Lakes, not just in Minnesota, New Mexico, and uh, um, North Dakota. And uh, we've got people from all over the that are watching. Ohio, yes, there's people from all over. Like, That's cool. Our tiny little church doing something bigger. Maybe God has got a plan and we need to do it differently. So here we go. Uh, 28 verse 28 says, learn this lesson from the fig tree. Remember the fig tree just a couple weeks ago? The leaves and stuff. There was a reason it all happened. As soon as its branches branches become tender and sprout leaves, you know the summer is near. In the same way, when you see these things happening, recognize, I like that word, recognize that he is near at the door. It does not say, freak out. It does not say, have a bunch of fear. It, it, it doesn't say any of this. I just recognize, you better recognize. And so, we see this here, It kind of simplifies and boils things down for me. It says, when we see these things, then know that he's at the door. When the signs happen, we will see them because we are watching. Like, I'm watching. I'm, I'm waiting for that day. But I'm also doing what I'm supposed to do. Remember, I got that charge to go into all the earth, to make disciples, to baptize them. That's what Jesus said. And so that is what we are to be as a church, to go, to do, to spread the word. So going back to that Greek word, blepit, To discern, remember this, maybe the answer is not all those cool YouTube videos that we get sucked into. Look, I have been sucked into some YouTube. Like, it just like, I used to work nights. And so like, YouTube was like my friend when we weren't busy. And it would just be like, next video. And I'm in this like, whole, I got into the, oh Lord, I can't believe I'm about to say this. Oh, Lord, I got into one of those those funnels of um, information about the flat earth. <laughs> <laughs> I was in there for a long time, so I give my sister a hard time sometimes. Like, you know, if the earth's flat, cool, whatever. If it's round, cool, whatever. I, I kind of believe space and all that stuff I do. But well, there was some interesting stuff in there. So my sister sometimes, while well, a few years ago, they didn't know that I had gathered all of this prime information and so we got into a fight <laughs> i played the devil's advocate and i said those scriptures are twisting them to believe your worldview. <laughs> <laughs> okay they're not getting into the debate now <laughs> now while i'm preaching <laughs> i have the mic shut up <laughs> no, no, no. um but anyways like <laughs> maybe maybe the answer is not to continue in that vein of youtube and maybe to get into his word you know like like there's some crazy things out there you know what is there election fraud don't know you know what i know i gotta follow jesus you know what you, republicans like they, they posted this you know make liberals cry again in 2020 they posted that picture that everyone's seen the picture It was, it was funny, yes, it it was. But you know what, like, this year, Republicans get to cry because, because the other side won, supposedly. You know, like, whatever. Whatever, whoever, whatever your viewpoint is, I I don't really care. Here's what I want to do. I want to make everybody cry because they put politicians higher than they put Jesus. Thanks, Ashley. (laughs) Direct quote. (laughs) Like yes, do, do po- politics matter? They do. But do you know what matters more than any politician, any senator, any congressman? Is your relationship with Jesus. Who are we to say that this is not God's plan? Just saying. Don't, don't say it's not. So when, when are these things gonna happen? The Bible's very uh, detailed on this part. The plan, here, um, the plan here in the Bible was so that you would know the exact date so that you would be able to figure it out so that you could live your life however you wanted to be. So that when Jesus came back, you'd be like, "Okay, the night before, I'm going to get it right." I'm going to feel that is not what the Bible was trying to do. Jesus like literally says to watch. So what am I supposed to do? I'm going to go. Does anyone know what the word situational awareness means? Oh. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So anyways, uh situational awareness. Um in the military, they always talk about, you know, be, be aware, you know, like situational awareness. Like, I'm on a mission. I'm, You know, I'm, I'm doing some cool things with my gun. You know, I'm like walking around. Whatever. Situational awareness. I'm watching the guy on the roof. I'm watching the guy in the window. I'm watching the, the kid on the street. You know, all those things. I, I didn't do any of that. But that was like the idea, the mindset is to be situational Um, more common terms is you're driving down the road and you see a cool house decorated and you say to your wife, Hey, Rochelle, look at that cool house. And she's like, Oh, where (laughs) I was pointing over there. Um, and that was three miles ago, (laughs) you know, like I'm driving fast. Like, come on, you gotta get with the program. Like when I'm, when I'm, (laughs) when I'm looking, like I'm keeping my eyes, I, I got a destination that I'm headed to. But I'm situationally aware of what's going on. So that's just like the funny side of situational awareness. We've got to have situational awareness in our relationship with God. I have a destination. i got to spread the gospel. i got to be saved myself. And I've got to watch now. That's that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch. So I'm not going to get so minded that I'm just looking at the ground like, come on, Jesus. Looking up in the clouds. When are you coming back? When are you coming back? I'm trying to figure out when's the exact day. If you could just give me like 15 minutes before. That is not what he was trying to do here. This is what he says in verse 30. Truly, I would tell you this generation will certainly not pass away until these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words shall never pass away. All these things have to take place. So we know that his word will never pass away. So here's the reveal when God's coming back. You guys ready? I know you all were hoping I would give this information today. In verse 32, it says, now concerning that day or hour, no one knows. What? What? No one knows. Neither the angels in heaven nor the son, but only the father. No one. It could be 10 years from now. It could be in the next five minutes. Bam. It's wrapping up and everything's over. So that's why I say, get ready and do it soon. Like don't wait, don't delay, you need to do it today. Oh, that, that rhymed, cool. Um, why not just tell, so why not just tell us the exact time? So maybe the reason why he didn't tell us the exact time was because it wasn't supposed to be about buying a ticket, but rather living a life. That's why someone five minutes that, 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 that makes the change five minutes before he comes back is getting the same reward that the person's done it for 30 years. Hopefully, the person who's done it for 30 years is still in the right. I I totally believe that you can absolutely lose your salvation. Absolutely. You walk away from God. You stop believing. You start doing what you're supposed to do. Uh, What does he say? Uh, I'd rather you be hot or cold. If you're lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. A lukewarm person is a person that knew but did not do. Think about that. So, Treat it like it's tomorrow. Get ready today so you don't have to worry about tomorrow. All right, closing. Just wrapping up here. Stop trying to figure it out. It wasn't meant for you to know, but rather to know the signs. Let's talk about the situational awareness. That's what we are to do. We are to be aware, to know what is happening, to know the signs so that So that I am for sure ready. Okay, I see it happening. I see things that are going on that are in the Bible. I'm going to be ready. We've got a mission that we're to do. To go and to make disciples. So, we've got a mission to do. I can't be so minded about when Jesus is coming back that I forget to do the mission. I'm no good if I'm just looking up in the clouds waiting for him to come back, trying to figure out which cloud it is that he's going to come back from. Like, that's not what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to go be situationally aware of what's coming on. What's what's going on in the light in, in, in the world. What's what's happening. And then. And then when he comes back, I can be aware of the signs of his return. This is my take on. On all this. So what does Jesus say? Verse 33, it says, watch, be alert for you do not know when the time is. There's that word. lepit again, to discern, but it's also tied with another word, another Greek word, and this one, I could not find anywhere on how to pronounce, Um, and so, uh, I tried pronouncing it last night, and practicing pronouncing it, and I totally am going to mess it up today, Uh, agrippite, so I'm going with agrippite, and it's to be sleepless, to keep awake, so he said discern, But also keep awake, like keep your eyes open, like watch what's going on. Stay awake. Don't let your spiritual life go to sleep. So what was this? What was he saying? Have situational awareness. Be cautious what you buy into. So many are going to try and divide the church. So many are going to try and deceive the church. He already said that a few scriptures up, uh, referencing those. And so I, I really wanted to just name a bunch of names of people that just really upset me. Like whenever I look at, there's some televangelists out there that I don't buy into, and you might like them and love them and all that stuff, and here I am preaching on a camera, but I am telling you the, word, the, the, the truth, I, that there's some people out there, I'm not going to name any names today, except for one, but in all honesty, this is what I want from you guys as the church, you people online, I want you to fact check me. Tell me. If I'm not preaching facts, am I going to get everything right in this? Absolutely not. I already told you I'm not going to get it all right in here. But you know what I am going to do? And you already know this. If I can't find cold, hard facts, I am not going to give it to you. If I can't back it up with the word of God, I'm not going to give it to you. But there are some people that will sell you a doctrine that they twisted around from one scripture to another, and they're like, oh, here's a prosperity doctrine. If you will, if you will sow a seed of $70 today, I'll send you some water that's gonna get you debt-free. Come again? So wh- where did you get this water? And you ought to just give it to everybody. Oh, we all need to be debt-free. He ain't giving it away because he needs the money. Because he filed bankruptcy. So I'm not giving you any names. But that is an exact, that is, that is, I remember the first time I heard it, I was walking through the hallway and I was like, what did I just hear at work? And I walked into the room and I watched this and I was just sickened by this guy walking up and talking about being a prophet. Oh, you shut up right now, Satan. Like, come on. You ought to have some, you, you ought to have a relationship with God. You know that these people are trying to pull something on you. If it's all about your money, it, they're trying to pull something on you. It, it's sowing into their pocket, not into your relationship. So think about this. Here's a guy. There was a man. Fun fact. We are 32 years away from 1988. Does anyone know what I'm getting ready to reference? Maybe, anyone? There was a book that was written, sold four and a half million copies, four and a half million copies. One of the the best sellers was given. 300,000 were sent to pastors. You know what it was? A book. 88 Reasons Why the Rapture is going to happen in 1988. Okay, the fact that you wrote that book, bud, I know it ain't happened in 1988 because no one knows. But listen to what he said. I will give you a direct quote. And so, like, this is hard for me because this direct quote Like, I got the facts otherwhere, but like this direct quote just happened to come from Wikipedia, but it does have a site, so I was feeling okay using it. Just full disclosure, I never used Wikipedia, but today I did. Um, And his name was Edgar, and he's got a weird last name, Wiznint. something. So anyways, he was quoted saying, only if the Bible is an error, am I wrong. He was like this NASA guy and like was super smart. I don't care how smart you are. You don't know. If the Bible was an error, and I say to every preacher in town, and if there were a king in this country, and I would gamble with my life, I would take my life on, I would stake my life on Rosh Hashanah in 88. That was when the rapture was going to happen. He like literally gave a date. Like, bud, come on. There are people out there to this day he, he didn't He didn't stop there though. He wrote four more books. They didn't get as much excitement. I think it was a revision in eighty nine. He forgot one of the reasons why he'd come back in eighty nine. and so that was the reason. And then he wrote like two other books after that. and I'm like, this guy, four and a half million people. Think about that 10, five bucks a book. what are you, What are you thinking? You're twisting the word of God. you, you found a couple of scriptures that maybe lined up with your worldview. It's not about twisting the Bible to fit me. I am to fit the word. Not, not not the other way around. It doesn't. I don't get to cherry pick the verses in here. I don't get to pick them. I have to apply them to my life. So I urge you to be cautious of who you listen to and to fact check them like the Facebook fact checkers. Fact check them. When someone's like, oh, I'm a prophet, you better fact check it. You don't need, you, you will know a prophet because they ain't out there advertising, I'm a prophet. That's just that's just how it goes. This message is a little longer than what I thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I'm just about done. I promise. I promise. Like I just, I just had all this stuff in here. Like just, I want you to be cautious. That's the most important thing. I'm going to start wrapping up here. Uh, I will admit that I may make a mistake here. But what I believe, you can back 100% in the Bible. Everything that I believe, you can back in the Bible. Verse 34, it says... It is like a man on a journey who left his house, gave authority to his servants, gave each one his work, and commanded the doorkeeper to be alert. Therefore, be alert, since you do not know when the master of the house is coming, whether it is in the evening or at midnight or at the crowing of the rooster or early in the morning. Otherwise, when he comes, suddenly he might find you sleeping. And what I say to you, to everyone, be alert. The title of this message today is Be Alert. Be alert. Watch what is happening we talked about getting ready last week and this week i am in i'm asking you to be alert but also if you're not ready to get ready it's important it's imperative that you do so we've tied up mark 13 now what's your decision what will you do you can take these scriptures home and you can piece them apart i don't care if you study the end time stuff I'll study it with you. I enjoy learning new stuff about the Bible, but I am not gonna get caught up. and we cannot get caught up in trying to figure out when he's gonna come back, but we can study to know the signs, that's good. So today, I'm not gonna invite everyone up to the front just because, like, I just wanna keep it safe, you know? Whatever, I'm not afraid of getting it, but I also wanna be smart. I have my grandma at home, but I will pray with you if you need prayer. Um, there's some prayer cloths in the back that we prayed over last week. If you'd like one, take one, give it to someone, keep it for yourself. But I want to spend a couple of moments in prayer. And I, I just want you to pray and ask God that are you where you need to be? That's a sincere prayer that we every one of us needs to ask. Are we where we need to be? Because if I'm not, then, then I need to get my life ready then I need to get my life where it needs to be. So as this song plays, can you just take a moment, all of us in here, let's take a moment and spend some time in prayer. Jesus, God, I pray that peace would sweep across us. God, that you would minister to each and every one of us. God, that you would touch every heart that's here right now. God, that you would move in people's lives. God, that you would speak. God, if there's something that we need to change, God, Please, let us know so that we can make the changes, God, that we need to make in our lives. Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus, the silence, fear, Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble, Jesus. Jesus, breathe. Call his bones to live. Call his lungs to sing. And together I will praise Jesus, Jesus. You made the darkness tremble. Jesus, Jesus